0: Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hair loss can be very distressing, and unfortunately, it is very common in those with hyperthyroidism. In fact, not only is hair loss common, but some people with hyperthyroidism lose a lot of hair. And while hyperthyroidism itself is frequently the culprit, there can be other causes, which I'll discuss in this episode. And of course, I'll also discuss what you can do to help overcome hair loss. And so let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid Podcast, hosted by Dr. Eric Osansky. To stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics, visit SaveMyThyroid.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now let's head to the show. Welcome back to the Save My Thyroid podcast. This is Dr. Eric Osansky, and in this episode, I'm going to discuss hair loss, which is very common not only in hyperthyroidism, but also in hypothyroidism as well. So let's start off by discussing the impact of thyroid hormone imbalances. So once again, high or low thyroid hormone levels can cause hair loss. So I see hair loss probably more in my hyperthyroid patients, those with hyperthyroidism, Graves' disease, Balancing the thyroid hormone levels obviously is necessary when this is the cause of the hair loss, and it can take a good amount of time for the hair loss to stop and grow back even after correcting the thyroid hormone imbalance. So next, I'd like to discuss antithyroid agents and hair loss. Taking antithyroid medication such as methimazole or PTU or carbimazole for some people who live overseas, this can either improve or exacerbate the hair loss, so it could do either one. I've worked with hyperthyroid patients who took methimazole, for example, and had an improvement in their hair loss, while I've had others have their hair loss worsen upon taking antithyroid medication. So some people with hyperthyroidism don't experience any hair loss until they start taking antithyroid medication. So there are people who experience extreme hair loss once they start becoming hyperthyroid, but some people are okay. They don't have much hair loss or any hair loss until they begin taking antithyroid medication. So frequently what happens is that the person takes too high of a dosage of methimazole, and this, of course, can make them hypothyroid, and this could also cause hair loss. This isn't always what happens, but I do see a lot of patients put on higher doses, like 40 milligrams of, let's say, methimazole. Sometimes even 20 milligrams will do it, and sometimes even lower doses. How about bugleweed? Bugleweed is an herb with antithyroid properties, and this is what I took when I dealt with Graves' disease. So I did not take antithyroid medication, although I do have a lot of patients who take antithyroid medication. So once again, I'm not opposed to people taking antithyroid medication, but bugleweed, so because this herb isn't as potent as antithyroid medication, it's less likely to cause a huge swing in thyroid hormone levels over a short period of time. And as a result, taking bugleweed usually doesn't cause hair loss, as, at least as much as anti, taking antithyroid medication. And again, a lot of people take bugleweed. Most people who take bugleweed probably don't experience hair loss. And the same thing I'd say a lot of people would, who take antithyroid medication also don't experience hair loss. I just don't want you to think that if you take any type of antithyroid medication or herb, you will experience hair loss if you're not experiencing hair loss Already, but something to consider. If you're not experiencing hair loss, the antithyroid medication might cause it. Bugleweed, less likely, but there also is that possibility as well. I just want to remind everyone listening that antithyroid drugs and herbs don't do anything to address the cost of the problem. And so while they might help with hair loss by lowering the thyroid hormone levels, it's still important to address the underlying cost of the condition. Because if all you do is take antithyroid medication or Anti-thyroid herbs such as bugleweed and if you don't do anything to address the underlying cause then taking these meds or herbs this might temporarily help with hair loss associated with hyperthyroidism but once you stop taking these thyroid hormone lowering agents the hyperthyroidism is likely to return along with the hair loss. So now I'd like to discuss some other causes of hair loss and I'm going to start by discussing nutrient deficiencies. So, nutrient deficiencies are common, and nutrient deficiencies, again, they can cause hair loss. It's a, This arguably is probably, I would say, maybe the second most common cause of hair loss in my thyroid patients. O- overall, when it comes to hair loss, maybe it's number one, just overall not in my patients and not in people with thyroid disorders, but nutrient deficiencies can play a huge role when it comes to losing hair. So, some of the nutrient deficiencies that can cause or contribute to hair loss include zinc, iron, selenium biotin, as well as GLA or gamma-linolenic acid. And so when looking to address nutrient deficiencies, it's important to look into factors that cause these deficiencies. Uh, And of course, having a healthy gut is necessary for optimal immune system health. But Many people have an unhealthy gut, which in turn can affect nutrient absorption. So I talk a lot about having a healthy gut, especially for those with Graves' disease, because Graves' is an autoimmune condition, and most of the immune system cells are located in the gut, but we also need to consider that having an unhealthy gut could also lead to malabsorption, and that also could lead to nutrient deficiencies. For example, H. pylori, this is a potential trigger of Graves' disease, as well as Hashimoto's, And a number of different studies show that H. pylori can affect iron absorption, and this in turn can cause hair loss. And then there could be other causes of malabsorption, such as celiac disease and inflammatory bowel disease, such as Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. So these can also affect the absorption of nutrients that play a role in hair loss. You also want to make sure to incorporate what's called the 5R protocol, which I won't get into detail here, but I'll briefly say the 5R protocol there's five R's that are necessary to restore your gut health. So one is to remove the factor that is causing a compromised gut, let's say the leaky gut. So again, I gave an example of H. pylori, so you would want to remove the H. pylori. Number two is replace, and you can replace things such as digestive enzymes, bile acids, stomach acid, and number three is to re with prebiotics, probiotics. And number four is repair. So you can do it through foods such as bone broth or if you're a vegan vegetarian, cabbage juice can help to support the gut. From a supplement standpoint, agents such as L-glutamine can help. And then five is to rebalance. So rebalance the parasympathetic nervous system, which plays a very important role in digestion. And you could do this through mind-body medicine. There's other things you can do to stimulate the vagus nerve. There are vagus nerve exercises. Again, I won't get into de- great detail here, but things like vigorous gargling and even hot and cold showers can also play a role. And it's also important to mention that overdosing with certain nutrients can cause hair loss. So not just nutrient deficiencies, but too high of a dose can also cause problems. So, and this concludes selenium, vitamin E, vitamin A, iron as well. So while it's important to correct nutrient deficiencies, you want to make sure not to take very high doses of certain nutrients, especially over a prolonged period of time, as this can lead to toxicity that can result in hair loss. So as far as nutrients that are necessary for healthy hair, iron is definitely important, vitamin C, even vitamin D. Vitamin D has many different functions and can help with so many different conditions. And that includes having healthy hair. It can help can play a role. If, if someone has a vitamin D deficiency, it might not be the main reason why you're experiencing hair loss. But arguably, and again, this is just isn't just my opinion, but according to the research, having vitamin D can be important to have healthy hair, as well as biotin. And many people know this and they supplement with biotin. You do want to be careful what biotin it can affect the thyroid Markers when doing a blood test. So, if you're taking, especially biotin separately, if you're taking a small amount in a multivitamin, maybe not a big deal, even though in this case you might still want to take a break for a few days before doing a blood draw. But definitely, if you're taking a separate biotin supplement for any purpose, including for helping with hair loss, then you would want to stop taking the biotin, I would say at least three days before doing the blood draw. Zinc is also important for healthy hair fatty acids and both again not just omega-3 fatty acids but certain omega-6 fatty acids like i mentioned gamma-linolenic acid earlier and then amino acids such as lysine and cysteine vitamin a selenium as well as vitamin e and then there's also silicon which is a trace element for collagen synthesis so another factor which can be responsible for hair loss includes sex hormone imbalances So imbalances of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, this can cause hair loss. Elevated thyroid hormone levels will commonly cause sex hormone imbalances. So I see this a lot in my hyperthyroid patients. And frequently correcting the hyperthyroidism will resolve the sex hormone imbalance, again, when the hyperthyroidism is the factor that's responsible for the hair loss. So when you correct the, the thyroid hormone imbalances, this will help to correct the sex hormone imbalance. Although sometimes additional action will be required to balance the sex hormone. So in other words, if someone has hyperthyroidism and that's causing sex hormone imbalances, again, correcting the hyperthyroidism frequently will correct the sex hormone imbalance, but sometimes that's not the case, or sometimes it's the case, but it takes time for this to happen. Another factor which can cause hair loss is a condition called alopecia areata. Alopecia areata, this is an autoimmune condition that causes hair loss on the scalp, face, sometimes other areas of the body. And a 2018 study showed that alopecia areata is significantly associated with Graves' disease as well as Hashimoto's thyroiditis. However, it's important to mention that frequently alopecia areata will develop first many times in childhood, so someone will have had alopecia areata for years, and then maybe not everybody with alopecia areata develops Graves or Hashimoto's, but maybe later on some of these people will develop thyroid autoimmunity. But in some cases, it is possible for Graves or Hashimoto's to precede alopecia areata. I'm just saying it's in most cases the alopecia areata that develops first. How long does it take to reverse hair loss? So this, of course, depends on the person as well as the cause of the hair loss. If the thyroid hormone imbalance is the sole cause of the person's hair loss, it can take a few weeks to a few months before the hair loss stops. And the same thing applies to sex hormone imbalances. Moderate to severe nutrient deficiencies will take time to correct. And so if this is responsible for the hair loss, then it will usually take longer for the hair loss to stop and grow back, Based on what I've said here, while some people start noticing their hair loss improving within a few weeks of taking measures to correct their thyroid hormone imbalance, for some people it will take a few months before they notice a significant improvement. Now I'd like to briefly summarize how to reverse hair loss. Once again, you want to balance the thyroid hormone levels, but again, you want to, of course, address the underlying cause of the problem. So if someone has hyperthyroidism and they're experiencing hair loss, taking antithyroid medication might help. I mentioned earlier how it might also cause hair loss, but in the case where someone is experiencing hair loss before they take antithyroid medication and then they take antithyroid medication or even bugleweed, if any antithyroid agents help, again, this is not addressing the underlying cause of the problem. And if, if someone happens to be, Listening, who has hypothyroidism, and if it's causing hair loss, again, you might decide to take thyroid hormone replacement, but you would want to address the underlying cause of the problem. And then if you have sex hormone imbalances related to estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, then these need to be addressed. And if it's being caused by hyperthyroidism, then you would want to, of course, address the hyperthyroidism, although sometimes additional measures are needed. Also keep in mind, you need to have healthy adrenals in order to have healthy sex hormones. So when I say additional measures are needed... This very well might be what's needed to address the sex hormone problem, but also I will say adrenals, problems with adrenals are very common with hyperthyroidism, so you might need to address the adrenals in order to correct the hyperthyroidism. In fact, it's very common, which is why I recommend adrenal testing in just about all my patients. And then, of course, correcting nutrient deficiencies very important when it comes to overcoming hair loss And then healing the gut. So you want to correct nutrient deficiencies, but if you have any type of malabsorption problem, if you just take nutrients through supplementation, or of course you want to do as much as you can through diet as well. I should mention that when you have nutrient deficiencies, eating well is important, but you might need and probably will need to supplement while correcting the nutrient deficiency But if you have an unhealthy gut and you have malabsorption problems, then it's important to, of course, correct the malabsorption problem, or else it's not going to correct the cause of the deficiency, and you're going to have to keep on taking supplements permanently. All right, well, that's all I want to discuss regarding how to overcome hair loss. Hopefully, you learned a lot. Hopefully, you found this episode to be valuable, and I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And if you'd like to connect with others with hyperthyroidism who are also trying to save their thyroid, you can join Dr. Eric's hyperthyroid healing community at hyperthyroidgroup.com. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you please do me a favor and leave a review? Not only will this mean the world to me, but doing this will encourage other people with hyperthyroidism to check out this podcast. This in turn can help save the thyroid of someone who was considering radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery, but wasn't aware that there were other options available. If you don't know how to leave a review, you can just visit YouTube and type in how to leave a review on Apple podcast or whatever platform you use. I'll also include a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast, and I look forward to continue serving you in the future. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune-modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatoimmune Supreme, visit savemythyroid.com forward slash liver support.